Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Veteran Minority Podcast. Yeah, I'm not in a good mood today. You know what I mean? It's been a lot happening in this last week. That's really irking my nerves. But before we start the show off, I would like to say this. Martin Luther King's birthday was yesterday. Martin Luther King Day is coming up on Monday. And what you're going to start seeing in the media, the mainstream media, the white media, is a lot of people cherry-picking Dr. King's quotes to fit their narrative. And one of the things that, one of the reasons why I picked up podcasting and I want to get into radio and media my own self is because I want to be able to create a narrative um, around our history, around our story. That's why I'm studying history. That's why I'm, like I said, trying to do media and podcasting because I want to be able to create a story and a narrative around us because when you look around... Sometimes, like when a black man gets shot, or even a black woman, even I'm not. It's not gonna make it all about men. Even when a black person gets shot, you see they dig into the the history and they pull up that they got suspended from school and they got expelled, or when the, when the little boy's little boy fell into the uh, animal cage down in uh, the zoo that one day with the gorilla, where they shot the gorilla. They wanted to pull up how his dad had been arrested before. It's always a narrative that they want to build around black people. It's more times than not negative, or if the black person is what's called a respectable Negro, they'll keep him and they'll use this Negro like Jackie Robinson and they'll cherry pick Martin Luther King and uh, they'll use a lot of other black people who were, you know, turn the other cheek, nonviolent black people. They love to prop them up. So what I want to do to open up this podcast is I want to cherry pick my own Dr. King quotes because I you know, everybody likes to talk about the little black boys and little white girls and little white boys and little white girls holding hands in harmony, singing We Shall Overcome. Well, let's get into some of the other things that Dr. King spat, spit. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, because I'm tired of this narrative that Dr. King act like he didn't have any objectivity and all he wanted to do was pander to the white masses or the dominant society. So the first quote I'm going to go... Uh, comes from a quote that Harry Belafonte said that Dr. King told him before he uh, was unfortunately assassinated by a white man on that balcony in Memphis. And the quote goes something like this. I've come upon something that disturbs me deeply. We have fought hard and long for integration, as I believe we should have. And I know that we will win. But I've come to the belief that we're integrating into a burning house. I'm afraid that America has lost the moral vision that she may have had, and I'm afraid that even as we integrate, we are walking into a place that does not understand that this nation needs to deep, be deeply concerned with the plight of the poor and disenfranchised. Until we commit ourselves to ensuring the underclass is given justice and opportunity, we will continue to perpetuate the anger and violence that tears, that tears the soul of this nation. I fear I'm integrating my people into a burning house. That is also a Dr. King quote that for some reason doesn't get much pub or much uh, play on CNN, Fox, and every other other white pub, white-owned publication out there. Um, because honestly, it doesn't fit their narrative of the peaceful, respectable Negro that Dr. King was. Because Dr. King, most people don't want to speak on this, but Dr. King, he was beginning to change his ideology, as was Malcolm X before he died too. They were beginning to adjust their ideology and Dr. King was beginning to see America for what it truly is. A country that's 
probably never going to get rid of its white supremacist roots and its white supremacist history and will always fall back on that to justify the wrongs that they do moving on though I like this quote a lot more from Dr. King this is from his uh, letter from Birmingham when he, went, when, he was, when he wrote the letter from the Birmingham jail when he was arrested during the bus boycotts and it goes a little bit something like this we should never forget that everything Adolf Hitler did in Germany was legal and everything that the Hungarian freedom fighters did in Hungary was illegal. It was illegal to aid and comfort a Jew in Hitler's Germany. Even so, I am sure, had I lived in Germany at this time, I would have aided and comforted my Jewish brothers. If today I lived in a communist country where certain principles dear to the Christian faith are suppressed, I would openly advocate disobeying that, this, that country's anti-religious laws. I make two honest confessions to you, my Christian and Jewish brothers. First, I must confess that over the past few years, I have been gravely disappointed with the white moderate. I have almost reached the regrettable conclusion that the Negro's great stumbling block in his stride towards freedom is not the white citizen counselor or the Ku Klux Klanner, but the white moderate, who is more devoted to order than justice, who prefers a negative peace, which is the absence of tension, to a positive peace, which is the presence of justice. Who constantly says, I agree with you in the goal you seek, but I cannot agree with your message of direct action. Who paternalistically believes he can set the timetable for another man's freedom. Who lives by a mythical concept of time. Who constantly advises the Negro to wait for a more convenient season. Shallow understanding from people of good will is more frustrating than absolute misunderstanding from people of ill will. Lukewarm acceptance is much more bewildering than outright, outright rejection. Whoa, that's some hot fire right there. Because what, we, what we're seeing today is every, a lot of black people, we like to buddy up with the liberal, with the liberal white people, because liberal white people can espouse what we're going through, which is nothing more than them telling us what we already know. I don't know why black people, we get so hyped up when um, white people like to tell us, yeah, we know you guys get shot down unjustly. We know you guys are mass incarcerated, but they don't want to do anything about it. See, those are the white moderates. See, we focus, we like to focus on white supremacy as a construct. We like to focus on, you know, the, the guy that is an uh, alt-right guy, the guy that's, throw, that's flying the, the Confederate flag or got the Confederate belt buckle, or he's just saying nigger or this and that. Um, the Stephen Kings out of Iowa. See, we like to focus on that guy, and we like to make that guy the face of racism. But see, what enables racism, just like what enabled uh, the Holocaust in Germany, was not the extreme guys. It's the people that were too scared to say anything. The people that saw the wrong happening but didn't want to do anything about it. And these are the people that we work with every day. The people that will smile in your face but yet go vote for Trump or go vote for whoever. So like I said, a lot of people would like to um, cherry pick Dr. King's message. And I don't like that because Dr. King's message was one of, yeah, he wanted integration. He wanted black and white people to be able to coexist peacefully without... Um, you know, all the things that were happening in the 60s, bombings, water hosing, dogs getting sick on people, people getting knocked upside the head for one to just sit at a lunch counter. But he didn't want it to be, he didn't want it, he didn't want you, other whites, just as, he, as, as Cherry picked from this article, he didn't want other whites to set the timetable for our freedom. See, we had to take our freedom, you know? So yeah, that's just, I just wanted to start that off. That's how I wanted to set the tone for this show. Because like I said, come Monday, you're going to start seeing a whole lot of articles about Dr. King's dream and Dr. King's message. Which is nothing more than propaganda to appease and assuage and pacify the black masses out there. To let them know, like, hey man, 
we're still working on this freedom thing. We're still working on this on this sickness that is racism that 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 has has permeated our society on every level and every ethnicity. So just keep that in mind when 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 uh, Monday comes and you're enjoying your Martin Luther King Day and you're looking, you're reading your Twitter feeds or watching the news, like a lot of us do. And uh, you you begin to see these things. Just keep in mind that they're. Dr. King's message is being cherry picked For a reason Because you know They don't want black people to, to understand What Dr. King really wanted Or Malcolm X really wanted Or any of the freedom fighters really wanted They want you to understand What Dr. King wanted Through their lens Through their eyes Through their perspective Which their perspective doesn't matter in our struggle Our perspective matters Our history matters Alright So that's how I want to start it off Um as I said when I started off the show, I'm very frustrated with uh, this past week. I didn't really speak on it last week and really in depth. I think I, maybe I did, but I don't remember. <laughs> I didn't really speak on it, I feel like, as, as in depth as I wanted to as far as the R. Kelly documentary. And I want to say this before I really get deep into this, into my uh, take or my thoughts that I've been having on it. I am not, by any stretch of the imagination, um, and what I'm going to say in the preceding com- in the preceding uh, words, I'm not defending R. Kelly. Um, my point has been and will continue to be that nothing about whatever that's that's what's come out in this surviving R. Kelly documentary. Nothing about that is not any new information. Maybe for young people, for the really young young people, but for all of us that are over the age of 25, I would even say. Especially those of us that are over the age of 30 and older. We know what R. Kelly's been up to. It's been jokes about it. Like I said, the, the, the boondocks has made the entire episode dedicated to it. Dave Chappelle used to make jokes about it. He made skits about it. But all of a sudden, when the Lifetime Network, which is owned by Disney, which is not black-owned, funds a documentary about... What R. Kelly's been up to As if we didn't know All of a sudden Now everybody's got the energy And organization To mute R. Kelly Shut R. Kelly down Not play his music On the radio stations And I And this strikes me As cowardice And it strikes me As very phony Because As I said before and I, 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 At the risk of sounding Redundant here This is not any new information We've known about it And, there, and R. Kelly's been To court about it He was been acquitted for it So where are we getting All this Energy to all of a sudden organize and take down another brother And I'm starting to see a trend with this And it's making me very frustrated With my people, with our people With us, black people Because it seems that Anytime the media, the television Tells us to do something We do it But we don't have, like I said, we don't have When when a black man gets shot in the street All we have the energy to do is Protest and cry And burn down our own cities But when, when, when Bill Cosby or R. Kelly, a documentary comes out Or even O.J. Simpson, a documentary comes out Telling you that, hey, this black man is bad All of a sudden we have all the energy All the organization, all the tactical strategy To, to get this brother's, not only him Canceled, quote unquote But we have, like I said, the organizational skills To get their legacy demolished And we do it because we're driven by emotion Black people, we're broken spiritually Slavery, Jim Crow Economic deprivation The brainwashing that happens in our school systems Has led us 
to not know really know which way is up and let us not to believe in ourselves. See, a lot of black people, I've said this, I said, I mean, I was speaking to my sister a while back and I told her a lot of black people, we know that we're black. We can look at our skin every day. We, we know it, but in our minds, we don't, it's like we don't believe it. It's like there's a, there's a disconnect between who you are and who you think you are. And this is a very dangerous thing that's happened that's been happening to us. And it's happening globally. It's not just happening here in America. It's happening in Africa too. That's why you see Africans bleaching their skin, trying to be more white. I, I, I can't understand it. But when we and because like I said last week, when we because we watch so much damn TV, the TV's got our mind. So when we can know something for 20 years. People knew R. Kelly was messing with Aaliyah. People knew R. Kelly had a thing for underage girls. Black people watched the damn video that he made like some perverts. When he was peeing on the girl, we made jokes about it. We all laughed about it. But we continued to bump his music. But now that this documentary came out, we have all the energy to cancel this dude and erase his legacy. As if two weeks ago, some of us weren't bumping his music. As if I didn't grow up hearing R. Kelly's music in my parents' car, in my dad's stereo. It's very fake. You got all these artists out here. Oh, I'm, I'm going to distance myself from my collaboration with R. Kelly. It is the most phony. And R. Kelly said it himself. And I, and I actually support the brother on that one. It's a very phony stance that people are taking. Nick Cannon, all these people got all this, all this, con- all this supreme consciousness. But when Nick Cannon was vibing to the beat in the Gigolo song, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, it, it didn't matter then. When you, was, when you was collaborating with R. Kelly and reaping some of the benefits of his creative genius... It was all cool. But now because white people, yes, and it is white people behind it. Let's get it. Let's 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 tell the truth. Cause let's follow the money. Cause black people don't on a whole, we don't fund documentaries like that. We don't own nothing like that. Lifetime Network is a is a huge platform. I think they said this this film got over like what 90 something viewers or something like that. In the millions of viewers. I'm not gonna get too specific, but in the million millions of viewers for that documentary. And like I said, now all of a sudden, because the television is telling us what to do, we know what to do. But if something happens to our community, we don't do nothing but self-destruct. All we do is cry, burn down our own stuff, but we don't have this, this level of organization to get district attorneys fired, police chiefs fired, cops put in jail. We don't got all this energy for that. But if they tell you Bill Cosby raped 60 white women, you got the energy to get the Cosby show taken down. You got all the energy to form these movements. But anywhere else, we don't have the energy. If it's a white man doing something to you directly, you don't got the energy. All you got the energy to do is beg. Please, Mr. White Man, stop shooting me. Please stop killing our babies. Hands up, don't shoot. But you ain't got the you ain't got the tactical, you ain't got the strategy to make the chess moves to get these people taken out of power. And that's what frustrates me. It's because we have all this energy to do to do one another so much harm. Even if you even I could take it another route. You want to look recently, the little girl Jasmine Barnes. These brothers. When, 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 when we thought it was a white man that shot him We had all the energy We was all up in arms But you found out her brother shot him It's like oh It's like you don't have no energy no more And the sad part about that is Even the brothers that shot the little girl They talking about they were riding on Some dudes they had the club with Like I said man We got all the energy All the strategy To hurt And kill one another To tear one another down But we, ha- we don't have none of this When it comes to attacking the people That have historically Time after time, generation after generation, done harm to us, done harm to our psyche, raped our women, murder our men. We don't got none of that organization. And I know what it is. We think we're doing the moral thing. 
It's all about morality with us. Right is right and wrong is wrong. But see, you, you, y'all, y'all, we're not even smart enough and intelligent enough and critical thinkers enough to sit back and peep game. Donald Trump was caught on audio talking about how when you're famous, you could do whatever you want to women. You can grab them by the pussy. It doesn't matter. They let you do it too. Women came out in droves claiming that he raped them. The man still got elected to public office. Well, no outcry about that. Why? Because he's white, huh? Because y'all know y'all why? Because you know that you're powerless to their power. But you ain't powerless to hurt another black person. You ain't powerless to tear down Bill Cosby. You ain't powerless to tear down R. Kelly and countless others because now they're coming out with a documentary about Michael Jackson. Now they're trying to draw, they're trying to tie R. Kelly and Jay-Z together. Now you got, they're digging up unearthing audio of Nas talking about, yeah, you know, uh, Jay-Z knew about R. Kelly. He probably was complicit in it. See how the media does this? They tell you who your villains are and you run with it. But when their villains are in plain sight, you ain't got nothing to say with that because you're scared. Because you're scared. Let's just call it what it is. You're scared. Brett Kavanaugh. Just got put on the Supreme Court. He didn't just get put on the Supreme Court. But a few months ago, he got elected to the Supreme Court of the United States. Arguably more powerful, the mo- one of the most powerful positions than the President of the United States. This man had women coming out saying he raped him. Where was all the outrage? Where was all the protest in Congress? Where was all this canceling Brett Kavanaugh? Now I came and went. And I've had enough. I've had enough. And you should have had enough. But I know what it is And let's just keep it real Let's just keep it 100 Because I'm going to go there today We're scared We're scared people We're broken people And all we want to do Is sedate ourselves With drugs Alcohol And entertainment Sex, drugs, and entertainment Like the old Cameron album Sex, drugs, and entertainment That's all we're about if it ain't numbing the pain that we have in deep inside because we know what's happened to us. Because you, you can't avoid it. So we do little mental gymnastics to try to make ourselves feel better. We feel like if we tear down R. Kelly, we erase his music, that's somehow making what's happened to us better. Oh, he's done wrong. To, listen, listen. Yes, he has. R. Kelly's a piece of shit. Nobody's denying that. But what I'm asking is we have all this energy for one another. We love to make an example of one another. And that comes from self-hatred. That comes from fear of white people. And black people, I, saw, I, t- I said it last week. I didn't really touch on it. But I'm about to touch on it today. Some things that we need to leave in 2018. And the biggest thing that we need to leave. One of the biggest things. I'm not going to say the biggest thing. The biggest thing that we need to leave in 2018 is fear. Now don't get me wrong. Fear is natural. And rational But for us as black people We have irrational fear We fear things that Are inevitable We fear failure So that we don't So we don't try for nothing That's what you say That's what you hear When you tell a black person You want to start something Yo man I want to start a business I want to start my own podcast Oh you shouldn't do that Why why start a business White people just going to burn it down That's fear Now poetically Or philosophically speaking Fear is synonymous with death which, one of, which most of us black people equate to failure That's why when Kanye West said that slavery was a choice You had a lot of black people getting emotional as usual Just rejecting it Not even thinking about it critically Because no we don't think about things critically We barely read 
We get high, drunk, party. Watch TV, sports, nigga shit. And the reason why I can speak to this with so much passion is because I know I feel like I've been brainwashed to do some of the things that I've done. To be self-destructive. To not be constructive. To not be a builder of a society, of a nation. So anyway, back when Kanye West said that slavery was a choice, a lot of black people, like I said, we reacted emotionally. Instead of stopping to think about what he said critically. We didn't think about what he said. We didn't, we didn't analyze his statements. He did not say that the fact that we were stolen away from Africa, chained to the bottom of ships, brought across the Atlantic, and sold into bondage. He's not saying that that was our fault. What he was saying was, the moment that you're able to realize that you're a slave and you're being oppressed and you continue to go along with it, that is a choice. He wasn't, like I said before, he it wasn't saying that it was our choice to become slaves, but it was our choice to stay slaves. And he said, if I, if I can remember the comments correctly, he said, for 400 years, for 400 years, he said, sounds like a choice to me. And we have been complaining about the same things decade after decade, generation after generation for four centuries. And I have to agree with the brother on this point. It has been our choice to relinquish power to whoever and whatever. We understand how insidious the media can be. Because any, every time when a, when a young black brother gets shot or a young black woman gets shot, black people, we can get on cold with that. We can, we can snap too with that. When they got Trayvon Martin and they got him flipping middle fingers and posting up his Facebook, we can be like, oh, come on. He's just, yo, come on, man. He's a 17-year-old boy. We understand that. But for some reason, there's like, a, like a, once again, there's a cognitive dissonance that we don't believe that the same tactics are used on famous black people to railroad them. For some reason, we just, we just can't believe that. So we side with our white masters. And black people, you're going to have to shake that shit. You're going to have to shake this fear of yourself, fear of your own power, and fear of them. Because there ain't really nothing to fear. See, I'm a historian. I'm trying to become a historian. Let me, let me speak more accurately. So I'm reading a lot of history books, and I'm comparing things that's happening now. And I'm saying like, yeah, man, anytime that black people in history, anytime we ever put our mind to something, we got it done. See, but like I said, going back to earlier, see what we fear, we fear the unknown. We feel failure because ultimately we fear of being humiliated because that's what historically has happened to us. We feel that when we read about ourselves and we see ourselves as step and fetch it on TV or we see ourselves as a, as a slave in these movies, we're embarrassed by that. Because we know that's not what we are in our heads. We know these things. But the psychological brainwashing has got us in lock so deep that we don't even want to move. We stay frozen. So what do we do? Like I said, we drown out our pain. So we don't fight for nothing. We don't believe in nothing except God. But that's even then, we only just believe in that. We pray, but we don't put action behind our prayer. We got to get off this. Furthermore, let me continue on. We admire runaway slaves we admire that as black people we love to think about the runaway we love to imagine ourselves like man if i was back in slave time chattel slavery because capitalism is slavery period it just changes form as i expressed on an earlier episode things just evolve and change form we admire runaway slaves but the thing about it is we have the fear we have a fear of embodying 
or embracing the characteristic the characteristics of the runaway slave. And now listen, listen. Let me make something very clear. Because earlier I said that we fear death. And I don't want to make it. I don't want to make it seem like I'm some brother that just, you know, if I don't know that I would have just, you know, I'm willing to just run into something, just get shot up and die and just blow myself up and all this. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about death as a concept. Because see, we don't have the existential threat to our bodies as we did back in chattel slavery or even 40 or 50 years ago when they was beating us with billy clubs and stuff like that we don't really have that existential i mean we do cops can still pull us over and blast on us and stuff like that but what i'm saying is simply going for yours or trying to attain your freedom of mind of body soul financially whatever it is for you you have a fear of that because you know deep down in your mind that the competition and the white racism is real. So you don't want to challenge it. It's easier to not challenge it. It's easier to, to, like I said, drown your sorrows out. Drown your pain out. Than it is to lock in, focus in, and take whatever comes with it. The reason why a lot of us don't believe that slavery was a choice is because we don't view death, failure, as an option. We don't look at it. We don't... Failure is a process. You know how many slaves probably died on their road to freedom? That didn't stop people from trying. That's the key. Yes, Black Wall Street got burned down. Yes, uh, brothers get killed in the streets. Yes, slaves died for trying to run away. Yes, slaves were whooped. But it did not stop them from trying. See, that's the problem with us. We don't want to try for nothing. And because we don't want to try for nothing, we have a deep-seated hatred to, to those black people that do try for something. So anytime that the media could show you the bad side of a brother, mainly it's brothers, let's keep it real, the bad side of a brother, because black men, we're not perfect. I'm not, like I said, once again, I'm not trying to cape for R. Kelly and defend him. But what I'm saying is you have, we have a deep-seated fear of success, of trying, and of white people. And that creates a self-hatred in those of us that do try. So the first time you see a black man with money and power, and he maybe he does misabuse his power, your first thing to do is, oh yeah, we gotta cancel that nigga. We gotta tear him down. Oh Cosby, he did his order. But you don't think, you don't stop and think like, why am I seeing this? Why, why now? Why now? What is so special about R. Kelly and what he did now? Every every year or two years or so, it's like a new explosive, deeply investigative article by R. Kelly. But you don't see this for anybody else. There's plenty of white pedophile entertainers that they could prop up and tear down, but they don't do that. And black people, we're not even, because we're so trained to get our information from the TV and the white media, CNN, Fox. We don't believe in our own power of investigative. We don't believe in our own power to investigate and build our own narratives. We just take whatever given to us, just like we did in slavery. We took whatever's given to us. And then we fear those blacks that be like, look, man, I ain't taking this. I'm doing my own thing. And you want to label them militant and radical. And do you want to side with white people who tell you, hey man, just, you know, be peaceful. Hey man, don't make no waves about it. Just, just, you know, hey, it'll be alright in, in due time. W- w- you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a process. It's a process, man. And I can't respect that. We need to get this fear up out of us. We need to leave it in the past. We need to leave it in wherever, we, wherever you picked it up. Whoever gave it to you, leave it with them. Because we have no choice. We have no choice. All we have is us. All we have is what we can envision in our minds, what we can strive for for ourselves. Nobody's going to give us nothing. We, we beg and protest and plead 
when something terrible happens to our community and nothing changes. We've been voting, black people have been voting for years and nothing changes. One of the things um, in one of the books that I've been reading that I've come across recently is that powerful people do not willingly share their power. But we keep asking white dominant society for to share power with us. And they're never going to. The only power, the only quality that we're going to get in this country is ourselves, is what we create for ourselves. So stop waiting. Stop living in fear. Fear is rational. There's, fear has a natural, uh, fear is a natural mechanism. There's nothing wrong with being scared of something. But fear is alerting you to danger, and it's supposed to. But you have to understand whether this fear is rational or irrational. And the fear of death is really irrational because at the end of the day, we're going to die anyway. The fear of failure is irrational because at the end of the day, whether you take the conservative route or the risky route, you're probably going to fail at different endeavors anyway. Whether it be trying to date somebody, relation, uh, uh, marry somebody, business, what else? We can name countless other things. You're probably going to fail. That's just part of life. But the whole process is to learn from the failure so that you can one day succeed. But fear, but fear has too much of a grip on us. The fear of death has too much of a grip on us. And we can't get past it. And it's been given to us. See, a lot of black people, we like to act like we don't have a culture. Oh, we were ripped from our culture. Uh, so we don't know who we are. That's true. That's true. But let's be honest. We have a culture. We have a culture. When we got to America, the slave owners on, the, on them plantations, they gave us a culture. Yeah, did they, take away, did they take us away from our original culture, language, religion, heritage, the past that, w- that we need to retap into so that we can realize like, dang, man, black people aren't as dumb and ignorant as they try to make us out to be. But they gave us a culture. They gave us a culture of ignorance. They gave us a culture of fear. And they gave us a culture of self-hatred. This is our culture. And if you look around, just look around. We are more inclined to hurt one another than to hurt somebody that hurts us, that historically has hurted us. Like I said, I was so, when I sat back and watched it, I was so incensed when I saw that the, bro- the brother's explanation, oh yeah, we was trying to ride, when they killed ja- that girl Jasmine Barnes down in Houston, seven years old. This mother got up at 7.30 in the morning and was going to take her children to Walmart, I guess to do some grocery shopping. And these fools had just come from the club or some of that nature, and you know I mean, I guess they had gotten into a fight and they wanted to, you know, get some get back. So these fools did a drive-by, which didn't sit right with me, because I remember when the story first came out, it was like... Yo, um, yeah, some white man, some white supremacist, he did a drive-by on a black family. In my mind, I was like, yo, white people don't usually do drive-bys. Because like I said, I, I'm studying history. So history, you have to, you, studying the history of somebody or people, you trace back their behavior and their actions. So when you see, when you trace back white people, you're like, yo, man, white people don't usually do drive-bys. That's not their style. That's a black people's style because that's a coward style. And black people have a lot of cowardice in us. But, but, but let me continue on. White people don't usually, that's not a white supremacist tactic. White people... They usually run up in a spot. If you look at Columbine or the, or the, the bomber in uh, Oklahoma City bomber, you know, these dudes, these dudes do what they do and they write manifestos. They want people to know that they did it. Black people are the ones that spray guns indiscriminately, killing innocent children and pull off because we're cowards. And we got to lose that cowardice. We are first to bomb on one another. If you look back, you know, if you look back, you see like some of our leaders were betrayed by black people. 
It's our own people that do it. And I'm not trying to be on some we are our own worst enemy stuff. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is I know the symptomology of it. I know why we do this. It's self-loathing. You don't want to see another black person do something better than you. You don't want to see another black person believing in themselves because that makes you jealous because you didn't believe in yourself. And you're looking at this black like, man, why, why, should, I be, why should you believe in yourself? Why should I believe? Because you're scared. You're scared of your actual power. You're scared that your confidence and your intelligence, if, after you've built it up over years, and whatever you build for yourself will threaten the white society and they'll come for you. So instead of defending yourself against that, protecting yourself against the people who have actually done something to you, you turn your hatred on your own brothers, spraying guns, killing little babies, trying to get at another black man. But when George Zimmerman killed, killed Trayvon Martin, gangsters in the streets don't got nothing for him. He's still walking around, selling the gun off, bragging about it. Darren Wilson, the cop that shot Michael Brown, he's talking about, I'd do it again. I saw the devil in his eyes. I'd do it again if I had to. These cops is hopping out, shooting 12-year-old kids, but we ain't got no energy for that. But brothers could coordinate a robbery on Extentacion in 20 minutes. Get the drop on him, box him in, spray him up, rob him for 50000 and dip. But you don't got that type of organization, plotting, planning, and strategizing for your real, the people that really want to hurt you. The people that have historically made you, made you think that you was dumb. Made you think that you had no history. All you were was just a foot-shuffling slave. Man... And I see this stuff play over and over and over. Like I said, in the media, they do it over and over again. They use black women against us to demonize black men. Oh, black men, y'all have toxic masculinity. Black men, y'all don't care about black women. That's not true. R. Kelly is one man. R. Kelly does some, did some bullshit. Nobody's denying this. Nobody's denying this. But if you're going to destroy R. Kelly's legacy, which is just his music, which I don't understand. I don't even understand the correlation that people are like, oh, he used his power as a musician to do this. Yes, he did. But what truly power is that, does that have? There's a lot more things at play here than just R. Kelly. You could ask yourself way more questions than just R. Kelly. We like to put it off all on R. Kelly, which is a proxy for all black men. That's why they put it out there. Because they want black women and white people to look at black men as like, man, this is the real threat. This is the real threat. Like they always try to tell us, the real threat to black people is other black people, and to some degree, that's kind of true, but actually the real threat to black people is what white people teach us, have taught us, continue to teach us, and continue to perpetuate, not only in the media, but the school system, and we believe it, man, y'all need to shake this, shake the mental slavery, shake that fear, channel your fear, and use it for good. Because instead of being fearful that they should burn it down, that, they, that they, you, fear that, you fear that if you create a business or if you accomplish something for yourself that you're going to get attacked, you should fear that if, that if you never do something for yourself, if you never build something for yourself and for your family, if you never achieve the goals that you have in your mind, that's what you really should fear. Because that's death. And like I said, we like to, we like to, we like to act like we, we want to be a runaway slave. But if you look at that dude, if you look at Roots, see, I like to watch Roots. A lot of black people, I don't like to watch Roots. It makes me mad. Once again, you're being emotional. You're not thinking critically. You're not thinking logically. If you watch that, Kunta Kinte, man, he didn't care about dying. It wasn't about dying. It was about being free because he was born free. See, a lot of us, man, we've been browbeaten into not believing in ourselves. And that has terrible consequences in our society. That has terrible consequences on our children. That has terrible consequences in our relationships building with one another. That has terrible consequences in the way that we parent our children. But he didn't care. He didn't care. There's a scene in the movie where uh, Fiddler told him, if they'll catch you, they'll kill you. They'll hang you. They got dogs. They got all this. They'll kill you. 
And what did he say? What did he look at him and say? He said, at least I'll be free. And Fiddler was just like, wow, freedom must be a powerful thing. And freedom for us is not necessarily, you know, freedom of bondage. I know black people are like, well, what you mean? What you mean freedom? We are free. We're not free. You're not free to express your political opinions as a black person. You're not free to, um, you're not free to even be a human in this society. Let's just keep it all the way real. I know y'all don't want to hear this. Y'all rather hear me talk about sports. Y'all rather hear me talk about some other bullshit that doesn't mean anything. That's meaningless. But you know what I'm saying is true. And I'm going to give you what you need, not what you want. We've been made to believe that we're less than. We've been made to believe that we're not intelligent. We've been made, been made to believe. The one, one of the most things I've, that hurts my heart is when I hear young black people talking about, I'm not good at math and science. Are you crazy? Everybody could be good at math and science. It's about your mind. Believe in yourself. Let go of this. Let go of this conditioning that has been placed on you in this country. This country don't have no love for us. And we need to realize that. And stop protesting. And stop begging. And stop crying. And when something happens terrible in our community, we need to stop tearing up our own shit. Because guess what? The people in Ferguson and L.A. and all that stuff, yeah, they burned down their own communities. And the next day they woke up after the anger was over. And you realize, damn, I can't even walk down to the grocery store and get me a glass of milk. I can't even get to walk down to the grocery store and get me some, some tomatoes, some lettuce, some cereal. I said a glass of milk. A, gar- a gallon of milk. And you did it to yourself. Exactly what they want you to do. We have been programmed to be self-destructive. It's been a lot of tactics they use. Like I said, they use fear, ignorance. Those are the main ones. Those are the main ones. And we need to step to it toe-to-toe. This ain't, like I said, this ain't no... I'm not trying to preach a message of, of militancy Of taking up arms and going to guerrilla warfare And busting back at the cops I'm not saying that What I'm saying is the revolution needs to start in your mind Believe in yourself Believe that you can achieve things Believe that you're more Than what this society tries to tell you And show you on TV And please black people Tone down the television Once again I'm going to say this again There's nothing wrong with watching your shows There's nothing wrong with this I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to become the television Nazi and be like, don't watch TV, turn the TV off. There's nothing wrong with watching shows. But the level of TV that we consume is unhealthy. The fact that we don't see value in reading is, is just downright just sad. Because all TV does is just flash you symbols. That's why black people, we love symbols. We love symbols. Barack Obama became president, we loved it. The symbols of black man in the White House, we loved it. But you realize he didn't, there's, nothing, there's nothing tangible that came with his presidency. Just like there's nothing tangible that comes with... LeBron James or Michael Jordan becoming the first black owner in sports or not 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 first black owner Bob Johnson was but LeBron, like in, any of these other token positions there's no there's no real power from us just like the whole Meghan Markle thing black women were so happy that, that there was a black woman being married to royalty what does that mean for you that don't mean nothing for you that is an that is an individual see we try to get power from collective symbolism no we need to get power from our collective history Learn yourself Read about yourself Understand the brainwash The psychological brainwashing That happens to your child As a youngster They got your kids Growing up Talking about I'm Jackie Robinson Jackie Robinson wasn't down for us Jackie Robinson didn't During the 60s Didn't speak up for us See these are the people They want you to Idolize Jackie Robinson They want to cherry pick Dr. King They want you to be like Joe Lewis They don't want you to be like Jack Johnson They want you to be like Muhammad Ali Well they did after Muhammad Ali couldn't speak no more Then yeah they want you to be like Muhammad Ali They don't want you to be like Malcolm X They want you to be like people who don't say much, don't do much, that are controlled, once again, by fear of what will happen. Fear of losing something, fear of losing money, 
Fear of losing a job. Fear of the unknown. And speaking of fear, I'm about to I'm about to I'm about to really go in now. The political season is coming back. We're coming in full circle. So I'm, I can't believe it's almost been four years. Time is flying. <laughs> the election season is coming, and we're starting to see a lot of people start to announce. There's a dude out of San Antonio. He just announced. Kamala Harris announced. Bernie Sanders is gearing up for a run. And black people, we love Bernie Sanders. But keep in mind, when when pe- black people start talking to Bernie Sanders about reparations, what happened? He starts stepping and stuttering over his words. My advice to black people, and I don't care how this, I don't care what anybody thinks, don't vote. Don't vote in these presidential elections because don't none happen. Don't none happen to you. Trump got elected. See, we wanted to vote for Hillary because we were scared what would happen if Trump got elected. Ain't nothing happened to us since Trump got elected. We all right. We on we on code. We understand the existential threat now. We we looking for it. We looking for it everywhere now. If Hillary would have got elected, we'd have been happy. Black women would have been cheering. Oh, it's a woman. As if a white woman and a black woman historically are mean the same thing to this country. Come on, get off that. I will not vote out of fear. I will not not vote out of fear. I'm voting as a sign of protest. Not even as a sign of protest, as an ideology of mine. You look around, man, the Asian community doesn't vote. They don't vote. Not in large numbers, they don't. And guess what? They have the highest median salary. They make the most money. They focus. They focus on educating themselves. They focus on refining themselves. And they focus on building their communities. We don't do that as black people. We vote. We protest. We vote. We try to integrate into a burning house. And we don't get it. Let's build our own house. We've done it before. And we could do it here. So yeah, the, the, the political season is coming up. And uh, you're going to hear a lot of rhetoric. You're going to hear a lot of a lot of these politicians telling you about, you know, the problems that face your community as if you don't already know that, as if you don't already know that black people are mass incarcerated, underemployed, under black schools and black neighborhoods are underfunded, things of that nature. And guess what, y'all? None of these politicians are going to do anything about it. They're just going to give you lip service. I guarantee you what you're going to see is Kamala Harris probably come around black people and do a little jig and dance. Say the little cat phrase. Oh, it's lit, y'all. And black people going to scream and hoop and holler and run to the polls and vote. And in four years, or not even in four years, in six months, when brothers start getting shot down again because a black woman is in presidential office and the white backlash, they get mad at us. Because if you look historically, every time white people get frustrated with their situation, they turn on us. We've bear the brunt of it. And we got to say no more at some point. Abstain from voting I don't even say abstain from voting Altogether I say abstain from voting In national elections I say don't vote for Congress And don't vote for uh, The president Why? Because they don't do anything for us Just recently I think like within the last month and a half They they just now Passed an anti-lynching law Black people ain't even getting lynched no more But back in the 20s 30s 40s 50s And 60s When we were getting lynched Wasn't no anti-lynching laws Where's it, where was it at then? But it said there now, they're not lynching us now, they're shooting us, the cops are shooting us. It's licensed law, uh, licensed sanction. I mean, sanctioned uh, violence. I did, a, I did an episode on my podcast a few weeks ago when I spoke about the Florida Supreme Court just passed the, 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 that police now can evoke the stand your ground defense as if cops didn't already get the benefit of the doubt on stand your ground. But now they have, they've become super saiyans now. Cops literally have every power and then some. But we don't want to aggregate our resources. We don't want to build any institutions for ourselves. No, we want to integrate. 
into, into white institutions as if, as if they've ever done anything from us but take from us. Everything that we do, it gets extrapolated. Wealth gets extra- extrapolated. Wealth gets extracted from us. We don't care about that. Don't matter to us because as long as we get on TV, as long as we get some time on the television and this attention whoring, we good. Man, we got to get off that. We got to get off that. It's a new year. It's a new year. And it's been exactly, exactly. I don't know what we've been claiming about 400 years. Actually, it's been exactly 400 years since the first slaves were brought to America. It's time for a change, y'all. And the revolution starts in your mind. It don't start nowhere else. Don't look to nobody else. Look to yourself. It's all in you. Instead of watching 40 hours a week of TV, just watch 10. It's cool. I understand you want to watch your shows. I understand. But TV programs your mind. I, like I said, I think I said this last on my last week podcast as well. I know people close to me that cannot stand Donald Trump. That cannot stand Donald Trump. Do not agree with nothing. Didn't want to vote for him. But the moment Donald Trump and the, and the American government, the American news media said, hey, we need to bomb Syria because Assad ga- uh, did gas on the little children. Everybody was down with it. Oh, yeah, let's bomb them. Let's bomb them. As if chemical warfare and tragedies against children and women don't happen to occur on this planet every day. It's a similar thing with the R. Kelly thing. We've known about it for 20 years. R. Kelly is not a lone wolf. There's many other people, but we get mad when they tell us who to be mad at. We want to bomb who they tell us we should bomb. We don't think for ourselves. Just like in slavery, we don't think for ourselves. You think like the master tell you to. A slave run away, they get their black, they get their little black little negro box to go chase him down. Hand him the whip. Hey, whip him, man. We need to get off this, I'm telling you. Time is now. The time is now. Don't wait another second. Don't wait another second. Gil Scott Heron said the revolution will not be televised, and it won't be. Because TV, CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, NBC is not going to do anything for us. And if they do, it's going to be when it's already too late. Just like uh, recently, the Florida Supreme Court did another bullshit symbolic gesture. They overturned the Groveland Four. Four brothers in 1949 were, were convicted of raping a white woman. Wrongfully convicted. They just now overturned it. These brothers are dead and gone. These brothers have been shot, beaten, and all that. Jailed. And now, in 2016, over 70 years later, now y'all want to say, oh yeah, we was wrong. Come on. Wake up. Turn off the TV or turn down the TV. Use your mind for something else besides drugging it. Sedating it. Challenge. Challenge yourself. If you can't challenge yourself on a day-to-day basis, then you can't challenge the system. If you can't challenge your own fears, your own doubts, then you ain't going to go nowhere. And that's all I have to say for this episode. I appreciate everybody for listening. Um, as always, I'm on iTunes, Google Play. Please subscribe. Share this. Because the revolution is now. Like I said, the revolution is now. The revolution ain't blood and guts. The revolution is mental. Get your mind right. Get your spirit right. I don't care what religion you believe in. You believe in God. You believe in Allah, whatever it is. Allah and God is the same thing. You believe in Muhammad. You believe in Jesus. It don't matter. Pray. And then when you get done praying, take action. Because we ain't going to get nothing done without action. And we ain't going to get nothing done begging and pleading, y'all. Stop it. And waiting. Waiting for them to allow us into certain spaces. No. No. Like I said before, you can catch me on iTunes, Google Play, 
I do a radio show on WAM 90.5 from on Fridays called The Kickback 10 to 1 a.m. And you can listen to that on uh, the TuneIn app. So everybody, please download the TuneIn app. Uh, 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 tune into your bro. Show you, show me some love, cause this is what I want to do. I want to, I want to try to deconstruct and construct narrative around us. I do this for us. 